Titans Call is a D&D 5e actual play podcast containing mature themes and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everyone. Hello people out there on the other end of this audio device you're listening to this. How are you guys doing? I don't know your answers. I can't wait for them anyway. So hello everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Double DM's very own actual play show Titans Call. Our D&D 5e actual play show in a world of mystery, wonders, mystical titans. We have three human beings trying to survive and maybe make sense of it all. So, as you've already heard one of them, let's meet my players. Obviously, I'm the dungeon master for this, this time around. And we're gonna start with one of, with the most best and just coolest person I can think of to be doing this with myself. (laughs) No. Nice one. Obviously, we're gonna start with Niels, my co-host and all of this. You've heard him probably for a year now, but now he's also playing How are you doing today? I am so hyped for this. Welcome to the show. I am ready to get some emotional damage or not. Just ready to play and have fun. I'm down. <laughs> and and who are you playing as today? I am playing as Aiden Fringe, a human fighter, Battlemaster fighter. Let's move over to my next player, Smurf. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm so hyped and looking forward to record. Um, I'm also playing a human um, called Macy Graves, uh, which is a rogue maiden. So this will be fine. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to move over to my last player for today. Last but still least. No, not least. <laughs> Who are you, my friend? I'm Zunke, and I will be playing as Kuwaitian does good, a human ranger in a non-magical variant. So, as oh, people humans, heard, no magic, yay! Three humans, <laughs> no magic, and I could not be more hyped because if you've ever listened to one of Double DM's episodes, you know how much I talk about the play- games I play with my players and how they never play humans. <laughs> and now all three have chosen human i'm playing a human in one of your campaigns that that is true Mm -hmm. fair but most of the time i never get to see humans and now i get three of them (laughs) on top of that no magic at all that is because we have a battle master fighter an assassin rogue and a non-magical ranger variant i could not be more hyped for this really oh yeah oh yeah just ready to go yeah i don't even know what to say anymore Um, ready to die well First of all, people, if you're listening to this already, you're probably hyped as well. And yes, we will get into the action right now. If you haven't listened to the free character episodes we did before this episode released, which are the three Session Zero's introductions of the characters, you could say it's how the players get their entry scenes into this epic adventure now. So if you're kind of clueless what we're doing right now, go check those out first. And also check out, I I don't know, I don't need to tell you that you check out the trailer because you're probably here because you checked out the trailer. So if you're here and enjoying this so far, please leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It 
it really helps the show out. It gets the show in front of more eyes or more ears and helps us do this more often and more frequent. So also follow us on social media, Double DM Pod at Twitter and Instagram. So, well then, is everyone ready to dive in? Yes. Okay, let's go. So you all three have been going on your daily routines this beautiful morning. There was a lot of sun out. It was shining. Yesterday was a little bit of rain, but it was a good day. Until about, for each of you, around maybe one minute ago, when you all heard, felt, and saw the giant radiating beam of light, the shockwave it emanated, and the radiating thudding sounds of it, when something erupted, in the middle of the city of Andorras, one of the jewels of the Andorran coast. Each of you have reacted in a different way to this giant beam. And I'm now going to decide who I'm going to start with first here. So, I could either roll a d6 or one of you chooses who wants to go first. Always roll. Always roll. I will roll the dice. So, the first dice roll in this campaign is a d6, because I need to choose which player I start with. <laughs> and the player I'm going to start with is Macy Graves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you froze up for a second or so at the presence of this giant beam in the middle of the city. You kind of felt this weird temptation when you saw it to just go there. But you, it's not that you need to follow it. It's just that you had this temptation. But you realize that obviously the girl you're the maiden for, where is she? She isn't there. And she's kind of your only friend. Yes. You were like, okay, fuck. I need to find her. I need to know if she is safe. And you rushed out of the room you were making right now, you, you were taken care of, and into the corridors. Um, you were looking for someone who can tell you what is going on, who can tell you where she is, or something at least. The corridor is empty, and it's really just a corridor. It houses the three daughters of this nobleman you work for. And you rush out of this room, probably to your left, because that is where it goes down to the um, main hall, or where, where you get to the staircase to the main hall at least. So you, do you rush that way, or do you rush some different direction because maybe also the other mates of the other daughters could still be in their rooms. Um, I definitely rushed to the left down the stairs to the main hall since I am a maid and I don't know exactly where they've been to, um, whom they, they met with. So the other maidens probably won't be of any help information wise. So I rushed to the main hall very quickly mm -hmm. and am looking for either a guard or someone of the family who might know when they will come back or where they are, are right now. Okay. You rush down this corridor and it's a rather long corridor because the rooms <laughs> the daughters are in are very big because yay, we're a rich family. No, but <laughs> you rush down this uh, corridor to, to the big doors um, that lead to the staircase and as you rush down this hallway you hear someone behind the door you want to go through you hear this deafened voice from someone behind the door should be just through here um can i hide uh, no first can i do i recognize the voice no you do not is this a common thing that people who 
I don't know are allowed to go to the corridor of of my uh, of, of the family. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the corridor that only houses the three daughters of the nobleman you work for. Oh no, fuck no! Is, I'm no, hiding. No, it is not normal that someone <laughs> should go. Here. You're looking for something to hide and luckily for you, this corridor is very decorated with all kinds of antiques and wares. So there is theoretically a lot of flower pots to hide behind. <laughs> Um, into which direction do the doors open? Uh, they open inside into the corridor, so in your direction. So theoretically, I could move to the side and when they open the door... I could hide behind the door itself. Yeah, that, that could be possible, yeah. I would like to do that. Okay, you rush to the door and you, uh, and you already hear how someone is rattling at the door to open it. And you just rush in the last second behind the door when it swings open. And, and you hear one, two... Four armored footsteps coming into the hallway. And, and you feel like they are looking for something. Um, cower behind this door, I reckon. Yes. You try to make no sounds and all. Yeah, I'm holding my breath. Okay. When suddenly one of them says, wait, it's behind us and turns around. And, and you hear that he turns around to the door once again, looking at the door. What do you do? Um, I'm still hidden behind the door, right? Yes, you are. Okay. I would like to take my dagger, which I always carry with me, as silent as I possibly can and stand still ready to attack and flee if the person who's you know um, looking behind the door if it's hostile uh, you hear one two three steps taken towards the door you are hiding behind you you sense that this person is standing right on the other side of the door to you you can basically feel their presence when suddenly you have this very intense pain in your back like someone is holding a, a torched iron to your back how painful is it is it like it catches you off guard and you have to scream or is it like oh no i feel pain in my back it catches you definitely off guard because you were not expecting to suddenly feel as someone would be basically putting a hot iron to your back i scream then you scream i scream in excruciating pain as you Scream. He pulls the door away, so your cover away, and you see four people in this navy blue coats with golden lining and golden markings on them, with gray armor, gray clothing under them, looking at you. They already have their scimitars drawn. Their scimitars drawn. I don't care about them right now because something. I, I feel like some someone has put a lighted torch in my back. Mm -hmm. If I'm able to move because of the pain, I would like to turn around <laughs> to see whether there's something behind me or the pain is... I don't know. You, you can glance behind you, but there's only a wall. God damn it. And, and the person standing in front of you holds out this compass, basically, and puts it away and says, Take her! And one of them steps up. And as your pain in your back subsides, finally, you have basically one last action to try to do something before they grab you or hit you over the head or whatever they're gonna do to you. Um, you can try something, but I'm just gonna say that you're still kind of recovering from the pain. Yeah. So it could be hard to do something. I would like to, when the first person comes forward to catch me, I would like to kick the person away mm -hmm. and then use uh, my cunning action as a bonus action. Am I, am I allowed to do this? Yeah, you are. 
to either dash or disengage. Okay, so I'm just gonna ask for an unarmed strike against them. Yeah. And we will see if you make it. That makes one plus... Yeah, that makes... Uh, it's a 17. Oh, okay. So you go to kick this person and you actually do hit them in just below the knee, basically. Mm. Uh, and deal two damage to them as you hit them. And, and they scream out, Fuck! As you try to take your cunning action to basically run down the stairs, one of them is going to use their own cunning action to just follow you. Okay. So, you have escaped, however, the, uh, at least the first uh, trying to grapple you, and now are in the staircase, or on the staircase. And I assume you're rushing downwards and not upwards. I'm rushing down since I would like to escape them. I thought as much. You uh, rush down onto the second floor and basically have the option of either going through the door or further downstairs. Through the door should be the uh, should be a corridor of several um, I don't know um, rooms for com commuting basically of the family. Mm -hmm. So um, a normal living quarter, maybe uh, a dining room or two, a small library or study. That's where this is going. Or you could go downstairs to the first floor, which is where the main area is, basically. This is where the main dining room, the main fireplace, the main um, work study of, of the nobleman that uh, lives here, that owns this estate and all of that is, basically. Um, I would continue running down. Since I am looking for for either a door to escape the whole building, mm -hmm. uh, either into the garden or somewhere away where I can hide for a bit and think about my next steps. Because mm -hmm. my first priority is still finding my um, friend. Sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. So you rush down and, and, and you hear these people in their armor being in hot pursuit of... They are very close behind you. And I'm gonna ask you to make... A contested acrobatics or athletics check from you while one of them tries to grapple you as they as they lunge for you as you're at the base of the stairs and they are still like a few steps behind you and try to jump on you and i'm gonna ask for athletics or uh, acrobatics as those are the two to escape such a grapple and he's gonna roll athletics i would like to roll acrobatics that's okay that's a natural one <laughs> <laughs> Well, Macy Graves, in our game, natural ones also count on skill checks because that's more fun for us. So natural ones are an always impending fail. Macy just failed. So the cultist with his nine on athletics was not expecting to hit you, but catches you as you try to jump away and he catches you by the, by the ankle and basically pulls you down at you hit the floor as you're trying to go down the next stairs you're not you don't hurt yourself but you still get caught and before you really can do anything another one steps up to you and hits you over the head and make hits you unconscious fuck <laughs> okay i did not expect that to go like that but <laughs> me neither <laughs> how it happens okay so, who am I going to start now with? One of you two. Sure, let's go. Um, okay, Aiden. Yeah. So, you were the most closest to this beam. You were like a few streets away, really. And your first command to your men were, get everyone out of here. Help the civilians. So, I would like to ask you to tell me how you guys do that. 
how do you help the people get away? Because most of them don't consider this a full-on threat like you may, might do. They just see light in the middle of the city. Some of them stare in wonder, some of them stare in awe, some of them stare in a little bit of fear and respect, but none of them have panic in their eyes. I would like to try to communicate with my men that they should try to keep everyone as calm as possible while getting them into a safe distance because we are we as well don't know what is happening right there. Yeah. So if I remember correctly, we are at the marketplace right now? No, you're in the, one of the side streets of... Okay. Um, the market is a few streets off as well. Then maybe try to lead them there to for safety reasons. Mm -hmm. I trust my homies how they want to do this. My homies. My homies. Yeah, I trust um, them. Your men basically, after you've muttered your orders, basically already go, Okay, people, let's go. Up, uh, uh, outside now and screaming this side street you're in basically together so everyone even in the buildings next to you hears them and follows their orders and they're like okay people we're gonna go to the marketplace everything is fine please don't panic go to the market just very simply hey, and uh wolfston quick thing we will meet up in the marketplace soon i will mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. investigate what is happening there and mm -hmm. meet you we, back then. We will rally with the others. I'm sure that there will be other patrols around. Very good. They go off and, and basically usher people outside of the streets away from this giant radiating beam. And you're actually gonna go to the beam. Yeah, I'm going towards it. Oh, look at that! Okay, so you go to the big street, to the main street, basically. As you go onto the streets, you also have people coming towards you, basically, because it seems that the people that are very close to the beam still want to get a little bit of distance, because they still don't know what it is. And, and as, as you um, also probably look into a few side streets and say, okay, out of here, people, out of here. And as you ask people to run for the main street and away from the beam, you see a group of red-robed priests of highness that is the warp domain god one of them catches your gaze and runs up to you and calls out people have infiltrated the temple they slaughtered the recruits while we were praying the high priests are still inside fighting i just nod and rush in inside uh, okay seems to um and, and it catches up with this group and goes back and you rush to the front doors of this giant temple of this giant church of highness the god of war you rush up to that building and as you do, your gaze drifts to the ocean. You have the ability to, to, to look upon the ocean because the city is on a slope, so it's basically all downhill from here <laughs> to the ocean. And you look closer at the ocean and you realize that there is a huge wave coming for the town. And we are talking 30 feet, 9 meters to 10 meters high of a fucking towering wave coming for the harbor of the city. You know you can't do anything in the time until this wave hits because it's just a few seconds out. But what do you do with those few split seconds you have? Do I see any of the priests there still? Yeah, you see them. They are maybe one street behind you. I would like to shout at them. You, look at the ocean. Get some mes messages out to try to save at least some people and still rush towards the temple. They hear you and say, wave! And they actually rush towards the wave to to and, and you hear them screaming basically get away from the harbor but you know that it's not gonna help much 
they're not gonna get to the harbor in time. And as you rush closer to the temple or to the radiating beam, which you now can see, is the same place. This giant radiating beam basically erupts from the roof of this temple. And it's a lot bigger than you thought, the, the radius of this beam, because you would say it's probably around seven or eight meters in diameter, this beam of light. And as you look down to the harbor, you see that the wave crashes into the bay and harbor area of the town, shattering all the ships into a thousand pieces, sending debris flying inwards into the city. The crashing wave totally levels the harbor in an instant. You see the big crane in the harbor that is used to offload and onload ships being toppled, crashing into the buildings under it, destroying another complete block of buildings in an instant. The water crashes and floods its way further inwards into the city, stopping at nothing, taking everything in its path down. You see buildings collapsing, trees ripped from the ground, people being engulfed in water. The water won't make it this far up to you, but the fear of the unstoppable force that was just this plate creeps in your mind. What do you do? I freeze for a second and then just keep on going towards the beam. Make a history check for me, actually. Mm -hmm. 17. You've been at sea before. You've been a seafarer before. It was your occupation before you've became a town guard. You know how these tsunamis work. This is not the last wave that hits. This was the first. And it's been a small one, which can mean that the second one is even bigger. And the third one is even bigger than that. So it could be that the whole town is getting leveled by water in a few minutes. Okay, how far am I from the marketplace? A few, um, maybe five minutes of running now. Oh god. Of not full sprint, but of making your way fast. Mm -hmm. And you're basically in front of the temple, so you're there where you wanted to be, but then the water hit. And because I not give you time to think, mm. you feel the ground shake as if there's an earthquake hitting at the same time as the tsunami. Because both of these phenomena and catastrophes often hit at the same time. Mm -hmm. This is the sharp jolt of movement through the ground, like a flash of seismic waves. Shortly after that, the ground around you starts to shake. You see the first things falling off of roofs, like little bricks. You see people ha having their plants on their windows falling down and the pots shattering into a thousand pieces. And it's hard to keep yourself standing upright now. You're not in immediate danger because there's nothing above you. But that also means that there's nothing above to protect you when something comes from above. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I'm turning back. Okay. Running towards my home mm -hmm. and just sprinting as fast as I can. Okay, you go turn around to sprint for your home. Now, I'm gonna pick up our last player, Zoradian. You and your father have made a beeline for the city when he saw the beam of light. You've never seen your father react in such a way before. Never. You rush for the city walls and there are two guards standing outside looking at the beam of light and you guys just rush past. They don't even care about you right now. They are just in this weird look of what the fuck is that? And as you rush into the town and your father makes still a beeline right into the direction of this beam, you feel the same as Aiden, the ground shaking under you. You, you begin to feel the seismic wave hit and the whole ground and buildings around you starting to shake. You see the first things fall off of roofs. You see a whole roof just to your left collapse and turn the house into rubble. 
your father rushes with determination and also fear deeper into the city towards this beam. You can try to catch up, but your father is a little quicker and stronger than you, so it would be hard for you to catch up to him. You can keep a pace with him, but you can't really overtake him and see what's going on. And around you, you see the first people being affected by this earthquake that's around you. Stuff falling off of buildings, people with bleeding heads, and the next wall next to you collapses entirely again. And um, it's, what do you do? I try to keep the same pace as my father and uh, shout to him, <coughs> Dad, what, um, what, why are we here? What, what is happening? It appears that he's not even hearing you or at least ignoring you right now. He is rushing for that temple. How far are we away from the light, the beam of light? Um, You are still pretty far away. It, it, it would take you probably another five to ten minutes to get there. All right, then I will still like to follow my father, but look around for the people of the city, mm -hmm. what they are doing. Like, is there someone who looks like he might have a clue what's going on? No. <laughs> I'm oh. sorry, no, no yeah. one here seems sure, to have a clue. But, but they are all in panic, in distress and fear. Some people mm -hmm. are just angry because they got something on their head or something you see a person just to your right stuck under a pile of rubble screaming out for help do you rush past them or do you help them dad what about the people and if he doesn't react i will probably stop and try to help the person who is stuck he flinches as he hurt you but it seems that he he's in distress and it seems that, that as you know your father he wants to help but he just can't Oh, okay. If that's the case, then I will continue to follow my father because if he can't help, then I can't help either. No, no, no. It's not like that, that he doesn't see a way he can help. It's that he physically isn't able to stop moving. He wants to help the people. Oh, okay. But he seems to have greater determination in him to get to that beam of light than helping people right now. Okay. But I will still follow my father yeah, because okay. if he thinks it's more important to get to the beam of light, then he's probably right. So I focus on that as well. Okay. So you rush past this person screaming out for help under this pile of rubble and you see that behind you two guards rush up and try to pull them out of there. And as you rush after your father and you're gonna have to start dodging the things that come off of the roofs and the upper building parts um, because there's walls collapsing, bricks falling from the sky, um, flower pots everywhere and everything basically slowly collapsing into the streets. So I'm just gonna ask you to make one dex check to see how good you do with that. There is no pass or fail here. There's just, let's see... How good, especially you can keep up with your father yeah, while yeah. dodging. 11. 11. Okay, so it seems that you can keep pace with your father at least a little bit. He he is better than you at dodging. Mm -hmm. He's also better at... Re he's just, just more trained than you. Yeah. So it takes you a few, but you don't take any damage. You you dodge every piece. You, you maybe get scraped a little bit from, I don't mm -hmm. know, a, a shard of a pot or something that just scrapes you, but it's not no wound really. And Nothing you too serious. Keep, can, you can't keep up with your father really. Um, You see above you the like a, this cluster of birds flying out into the wild, away from the city, fleeing the scene. And as you learn from your father, if the birds are fleeing, it's best to flee with them. One of the things he taught you, and he's actively ignoring that. Um, at this point, I will probably get irritated and get slower and take turns looking at the birds flying away and my father charging in. He is also getting slower. Oh. 
And you can see that he makes a beeline for one of the collapsed houses and starts pulling out someone from the rubble. Oh, then I'll walk up to help. Because now you realize he didn't ignore the person the first time. He just knew that there was someone else still coming for them. But this time there's no one around anymore. This street has been abandoned more or less already. And there's still a person trapped under the rubble. And it's not just a person. It's a little kid trapped under the rubble. And he pulls it out with alone you, you don't even need to help him because you can't just catch up as he says and he says run as fast as you can little kid run find a guard and wait for your parents just run and the kid runs off without saying anything it doesn't appear to be hurt and in any way sure it has a little bit of blood on him but mm-hmm. it, it's not like he has a sprained ankle or a broken leg or anything so you can still run and he runs through the street and and your father just turns around to you for one quick moment before wanting to run again what about he looks us? at you are we still charging in or wouldn't it be wise to one as well he doesn't really answer you he, he makes one mm-hmm. look at you at his child and turns around and runs again and you say that and, and then obviously you, i think you start running again for yeah. after him so you sure. and, and you you talk you're trying to talk to you screaming this at him and you seem to be able to catch up to him this time and can basically confront that's what i'm just gonna call it you can confront yeah. your father so um you scream this out and your father stops right before you and you 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 catch yourself stopping before your f- uh, in front of your father as well and he just looks down on the ground and you see his eyes darting left and right what do you do do you talk to him uh, is well dad I'll, I'll just take a quick look around what what is it why can't you answer me? as you say that in this why can't you he basically grabs you and shoves you away from him with all of his strength do you resist or are you so caught off guard that you're just getting chucked away probably so caught off guard that it would be just yeah okay my guard isn't the best as he chucks you away from him throwing you to the ground a good five to ten feet from him, you feel the ground around you shift massive like as if there's another sharp jolt shooting through the earth in an instant right before you the road splits into two cracks uh, into two and cracks open and this big crevasse opens up right between you and your father shifting you two further and further from one another you hear your father scream over the sound of the rumbling ground kids stay down wait for it to end i just look shocked at my father is he doing something besides shouting this at me he is waiting for this rumbling of the ground to end because you both at hmm? right at the front of this big crevice in the ground and there's a good 50 to 60 feet drop down there now into the into just ruptured earth okay then i would like to slowly crawl back from the edge Mm -hmm. and as the rupturing stops after maybe another 30 seconds or so Mm -hmm. there's now a 15 feet gap between you and your father and your father will call out to you continue forward Go to the temple. I will meet you there and I will tell you everything when this is done. Um, am I closer to the temple? Um, a season? Yeah. You, okay. you, okay. you, you basically ran around him and then he chucked you in front of yeah, him. Yeah, okay, okay. Away. And now there is this big gap he needs to go around somehow. And, and as you look down on down it, it's, it's, it goes off for like 200, 300, 400 feet. So he, ne- he will have to find a way around while you are on the side of the temple being able to make a beeline for the temple, basically. Okay, Which okay. you obviously don't have to do. You, you never wanted this to. And your father just said you should, but you don't have to. Yeah. But then, this is where he will meet you. I'll take a moment 
looking at my father before I stand up, slowly turn whilst looking at him and just shout okay and run towards the light in the temple. And then you hear him still screaming from behind you, stay safe, kid. And he mutters something under his breath you can't understand, but it's just a few short words. It could be a, an apology, it could be a prayer, it could just be thanking someone for something. But you don't understand what he says. Yeah. He's just gonna shout to you to keep yourself safe, to also remember your training, and then you hear him scream, You're ready for this! And as you turn around after running, you see your father stand up and make their way along the crevice. Who am I gonna start with now? Aiden! Yeah. Since Macy is still knocked out, what are you doing? You are rushing for your home, I heard. So, as you rush for your home, you see the second wave slowly coming to... Oh, well, not slowly. Actually, very fucking fast. Mm -hmm. Coming towards town. Mm -hmm. And it's a bigger one. Of course it is. It's around 15 to 20 feet bigger than the first. As it crashes into the already destroyed harbor and lower districts of the town, it rushes through the whole middle districts. That's where you live. And toppling buildings, ripping trees out of the ground, leveling the guard garrison you work at to a pile of rubble. Your home, caught in this wake of destruction, do you still rush for it? Yeah. As you see that and stop in your path, you see a kid coming towards you. A kid running towards you. Seradian, how do you look? Oh, that caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> you see this ranger kid coming towards you. Okay, I'm a, well, mid-20 young man. I have short blonde hair. I'm still wearing very functional clothes, like, you know, someone, like I was on a hunt just minutes ago, which is kind of true. A little irritated look on his face, a little bit distressed, but still sternly running towards the light. For you, I, I'm just gonna say kid, because even though Seradian isn't a kid really, he is young compared to you. Yeah, uh, once I see the wave crashing around my home, mm -hmm. I just sink to the ground for a bit, like two or three seconds just sink together, then trying to catch myself again. Kid, hold up. What, why are you running towards it? You should be getting away from here. I'm getting a little slower, but not really stopping. My father told me to go there and that I will meet him there, so I have to go. I have to. I just take a deep breath. Hopefully I can at least save someone and follow you. I, I think I see a certain determination in his eyes. I just assumed that, but yeah. th there's no way turning you around and I'm just completely really shook here. to the core right now, so... Mm -hmm. As long as I can save someone, I'll try that. You both make your way for the temple again. It's weird. Seraian, did you just say that you were making it for the temple? Or no, for the, uh, light? for the light. Okay, no, then nothing. Because it's weird to you. Because you don't know that, that the light is at a temple. Did my father just told me? He did. But you never saw a temple. But I'm trusting the words of my father. Okay. So, as you both rush up to the temple, you obviously still see the city in distress around you. Seradian, for the first time, you see the lower parts of town really now mm -hmm. devastated. Havoc wreaked upon them by something. And you, you, it takes you a few seconds to realize that a huge fucking wave crashed into the harbor. That the force of nature that is the ocean destroyed half the city already. You two see, you don't know where, but you see a second flash of light. Lightning striking out, and you still rush for the temple. You don't know where this was coming from, or what it did. So, I'm just gonna switch over to Macy again. Because you seem to catch your senses a bit. You're being carried through the town. You're kinda numb to... With every step they take, my head fucking hurts. It's never been 
so uncomfortable being carried as it is now. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You're definitely tied up as well. You're kind of numb and uh, only really taking your surroundings one after the other. You you feel the ground shaking, even though you're not walking. You feel that there's an earthquake around you. You hear a lot of screams. You're being carried by one person and there's three more people around them. The four people that caught you. And one of them, the one that's carrying you, says, uh, you hear this kind of muffled a bit because uh, you're still kind of dazed. Why exactly are we getting this girl again? Haven't you heard? She's a fawn rose. That means she is pretty powerful, right? No, dumbass. That means she is dangerous. That's why we need to get her out of the mage's reach quickly. That's basically all of the conversation you hear as you doze off for a bit again. And... Then you wake up again and look up or look back rather at your home, the upper city, and you see something strange. There is this energetic buildup around the walls. You see giant runes lighting up on the inner upper city walls. A translucent, shimmering blue barrier building up and lightning full of energy shooting out from it. You see these lightnings crackling around the sphere that's building around the city or around this upper up district really more and more engulfed in this barrier and obscuring the upper city there's this pulsating energy about it that you can almost hear the air gets tenser and tenser and it kind of feels like there's this drag of energy and particles and air towards this barrier suddenly there's a huge flash of bright light accompanied by this loud thunderous boom and several lightning flashes shooting out from the barrier and as the light disappears Macy you look the place you once lived and worked at for your entire life and it's just gone where the upper city once was is now this huge giant crater as someone just ripped out of the earth the entire upper city district I am speechless so dear listener welcome to the mid-roll of Titan's Call's first episode. How are you enjoying the show so far? Please, please let us know in any way possible. Use Spotify's feedback feature to rate and review the podcast or even leave us an answer or a reply on the question, how did you like this episode? Generally, review and rate this podcast so more people can get in on this actual play and our show. Now, Titan's Call has been in production a very long time. And we here at WDM first and foremost want to say thank you for the reception of this podcast. It has been incredible seeing the TTRPG space um, bear with us as we get uh, figure out production and got everything ready for this incredible, incredible season of Titan's Call. And we are so excited to finally bring it to you. We've recorded in 2022. That's two years ago like what you're listening to was recorded two years ago and we have done so much in those two years to make sure that this project double dm this show all shows will just improve so much further on i don't want to bore you too much with the mid-roll and the mid-rolls will be different through all other episodes but we have one thing for you now that um titan's call is out we wanted to also advertise our second actual play that will air after Titans called us. And we have a little teaser for that. One that only you are about to listen to. This, this has not been released anywhere else and you're the first people to listen to it. So please enjoy this little teaser. And after that, 
we're getting right back into Titan's Call. Roses are red, violets are blue. Watch out for the Nestorian Sea coming to a podcast near you. So, that's what you see. The other two have made their way to the temple. You're standing in front of the temple. You know that this is the main entrance you're in front of, but you could go around to the side entrances. You don't know if they're open, but they are there. But what do I see? The light, the temple, are there people? Are the doors open? The temple in front of you. You have these big doors, this huge stonework. It's because it's a temple of war, it's more like a castle, actually. It feels more like an actual not fortress and not like just a temple. It has huge thick wards, high windows, and a lot of places where you could defend it from. It has the, the walls of this temple also kind of function as walls. <laughs> as um, you, you can stand on top of the temple and basically shoot down. Um, it's very huge and kind of intimidating. You see this giant beam of light erupting from the midst of the temple, from inside into the sky. And you have this, you're surrounded by this stonework, really, which then goes into this deeper temple area and you have these huge doors in front of you that you could open up to the inside of the temple. Okay, I will just do that. Aiden, what are you doing? I'm pushing those doors open as well. And you open the doors to this temple and see this normal temple interior really with the stained glass windows shining still a beautiful glow and light into the temple really but there's way more light coming from inside the temple. There is right in front of the stage, more or less, where, where the priests would hold ceremonies and sermons, there is this huge, giant, radiating beam erupting from the ground. What you see, the radiant blue beam of light has a beautiful, ornate mask in the middle of it, hovering above the ground. It's made of the, out of this white material and has some intricate carving on its front side. It would be a full mask depicting a beautiful yet normal face on its front, but there are parts missing of it. If as if the mask was split in the middle and there's a good 60% of the right side missing. It goes above the uh, over the nose and kind of just on the cheekbone, it kind of cuts back to mask and that's where there's a huge chunk missing. So the right eye, forehead and upper part of the cheek would be completely visible of the person wearing it. You can't tell if it's intentional or not, but it's hovering in this giant beam and you're looking around and you see a lot more. Obviously the walls of this temple are shaking and there's an starts that there's a little bit of debris and, and a little bit of dust falling from the ceiling into the temple area. And you see five people with their blue, dark blue coats with golden linings and golden uh, markings on them with gray clothing under them in armor, weapons at the ready. They were not expecting you, but two of them are looking in your direction right now as you two enter the stage, basically. How bright is the beam of light this close? It's flashing at first, but it, you quickly adjust to the light. So it's more translucent blue than really just a flash. You can see through it. Okay, I will freeze the bird for a second when seeing the scene and then just turning to Aiden, what's going on here? You there, what is going on here? And just 
move towards them. Okay, you move towards them. Uh, how far are you going to move? Do you move really into the space or do you just make a few steps or how far do you want to move really? About halfway towards them. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, okay. So you, you move into the space really and, and, and to around where the benches start, where you would see where the sermons are or something. And you get a better look of these people and now all look at you. And then one of them says... <laughs> <laughs> It's the day of the end, old man. Are you responsible for this? And draw my sword. Oh, <laughs> we got a life one, boys. Are we responsible for this, you asked? Well, yes, of course we are. Well, then you will answer for this and just go ahead and run at them at the first one. Then I would ask both of you to roll initiative for me. First combat of the show. I love 19. it. 19. Minus one. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they have a 23. Dralian has a 19. And Aiden has a negative one. Net one with a minus two to initiative. Okay, perfect. Mm. Oh, it's <laughs> right. Net Not one out perfect. already. So, as you said, you will answer for this. They draw their blades ready to fight, to defend. One of them screams, don't let them near the beam. You know why we're here. We're only here to wait. Don't do anything funny. Just do as we're told. And one of them starts moving towards you. Mm -hmm. And he can rush up to you. And he and he rushes up to you with his scimitar in hand and goes for the first hit against you. Yeah. He is ready to throw down with you. And he's gonna try to hit you with a scimitar. Mm -hmm. That's a 17 to hit. That misses. So he goes for the first hit and he kind of swings his rapier from uh, down to, to hit you um, and then in an upward slash uh, you try to get you but you expect it and you, and you go to block it off with your sword and now it's the Radiant's turn not yours oh why I a little bit dazzled I would like to draw my bow mm -hmm. because I didn't draw any weapon until now um, is that an action or no 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 drawing oh, your weapon okay. is an action oh great and then I would like to attack The one that said that we aren't supposed to touch the beam. That's the one on the stage, behind yeah. the beam. Looks like the easiest target and it's always wise to take out the leader first. So I would like to shoot my shot. Shoot your shot. 24 to hit. That hits. Holy shit, damn. 24 to hit. Yeah, good roll. Damn. That's a 10 damage. 10 damage, okay. 10 okay, damage. Okay, okay. And you release your arrow and, and it flies across the room and kind of scrapes just off the side of this giant beam and hits this person right into the shoulder. And, and they go, mm, that archer's gonna be dangerous. That's all he says. Do you do anything else with your turn? Do you move? Do you use a bonus action? No, I will probably just stay in place. Okay. Aiden, then it's your turn now. Yeah. You have this cultist right in front of you who, who just went in to hit you. You blocked it off and now you're ready to hit. And, and he looks at you with this twisted look of fun, but also determination, right? He's, he's enjoying this now because it's some action he's getting, but he still seems to be having a clear purpose in attacking you. Mm -hmm. And now, because it is very personal mm -hmm. i would like to try to hit him with my sword mm -hmm. that would be a 24 to hit that hits what are you guys rolling god fucking damn and i would like to use one of my maneuvers okay and oh. make it a disarming attack oh you're really pulling out all the stops here now okay let's go of course um, that, that means he first of all takes eight 
slashing damage. Mm-hmm. No, he takes more. He takes 10 slashing damage. Okay, he does. And has to make a strength saving throw. Against what? DC 14. DC 14. Yeah. Uh, and if he fails, he will drop his weapon. He rolled a 12. Yeah. So he drops his weapon. And then for describing the attack, I would like to block the first attack from him with my shield, use the opening and go for the hands and just strike the hands. I don't know if you want to cut them off or just go for the fingers or something like this. Hurt the hands in some way that he drops you go the sword. For the hands. He, he has, uh, he, he wears, he's wearing gloves, some leather gloves, so you're not gonna cut them off completely because uh, your hit was good, but um, he's still trained combatant. He he pulls away, but you still hit the blade and with such a force of you're, you're angry and you put your anger into the strike and really slash that blade out of his hand and uh, it falls around and it lays to both of your feats. Do you do anything? Uh, yeah, I would like to use my bonus action for another maneuver. Okay. The one called Rally. Okay. And I would like to say, we have to stop them now. We can do this. And holy shit. Seradian. holy shit. Seradian gains... 11 temporary hit points. Alright. Righty. That, this is gonna be fun. Oh, hallelujah. Nils, what the fuck are you doing to my cultists? <laughs> what the fuck are your cultists doing to me? Or to my town? Now it's the cultists turn once again and the in quotation marks leader cultist on the stage screams to one of them go get the others we need backup up here while there are two now rushing towards you in this corridor of these benches laid out for people to sit on while sermons or services or whatever while one other one rushes away into the back area of the temple up the stairs to some door you don't see while the leader cultist jumps down from the stage and also makes their way down this corridor of benches. The one in front of you, Aiden, mm-hmm. is, is laughing a bit. <laughs> You're not gonna stop us now. And they're gonna try to pull up their blade again and go for another slash at you. Mm-hmm. And he is gonna try to do that. And he is rolling a 13 to hit. That misses. That misses once again. How, how does it miss? Do, do you block it with a shield? Is he just not capable enough to hit you? I would like to deflect it with my sword. As he goes for a strike, just using the split second I gain from disarming him first, read where he's going to strike and then just mm-hmm. redirect it to somewhere. It does not hit me. It does not hit you. Perfect. While this is happening, Macy, you come to your senses as you're being carried into a stone structure, kind of a canteen, sort of. Huge, giant, massive walls of stone surround you now. And these people carry you through this canteen. Am I still tied up? Yes, you are. How tightly am I tied up? Very much so. Not unbreakable, probably. Um, but both feet and hand. Um, yeah, they know what they are doing. Okay. How many people do I see? Besides the one carrying. Okay. The four. So still no other people. Yeah. I would like not to show that I'm conscious again. And for a few seconds, just observe. Are there any other people coming? Are they talking? What is happening? And my head hurts. <laughs> they are just carrying you through this canteen. You see a kitchen that has been left abandoned, more or less. As you see in the corner of the canteen a person in a red robe who has been killed, clearly. There's a giant slash across their uh, clothing, across their red robe that opens up a chest wound where they've been slashed with a scimitar or a sword or whatever. Um, so there was a fight here recently. You've been carried through the scene of a fight and towards another door. 
as this is happening in the combat, it's Seradian's turn. You've just been, you, you've heard the words of this unnamed soldier you don't even know the name of. Ring clarity in you, ring resolve into you as you are able to go shoot another shot, do something else, whatever. Can I still see the one that is wanting to the back to get the others? I would say you can give him get, give a shot, but it's gonna be a disadvantage because they're far away. They are kind of obscured to you. And I, I'm just gonna okay. say that disadvantage because it's a lot of different modifiers yeah. on top and of each other. In this case, I would like to drive a little bit forward into the side to get mm -hmm. better the side of the um, upcoming enemies without seeing the back of a soldier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then take a deep breath, um, aim, the first one on the head, use a trick shot for headshot, and then use my um, hotbreaker to make a weapon attack to the one right next to him as well. Okay. So for the first one, it's a 15 to hit. That doesn't hit. Okay, and the second one, okay, it's a 13 to hit. Both don't hit. So you go for this first shot, which you aim at the head of this person and, and, and you go to shoot. And you remember the words of your father. Stay calm, wait for your breath, shoot. And you shoot. But what you didn't anticipate is that these people are trained combatants and not animals or something. Yeah. And just dodge your shot. And you get startled and, and just quickly pull the next arrow to at least do something. And that goes even more wide and just hits one of the benches far away. You're kind of startled that they... Uh, this is for the first time that someone actually really dodged your shots. You've never been in a fight with someone with your bow. So that's disturbing kind of. Aiden, what do you do? How good is the one in front of me looking? He has taken a big fucking hit, but he's still standing. Then I will try to swipe across his chest. You go for a kill. Yeah. You 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 have the intent to kill now. Exactly. It's personal. He's laughing. <laughs> no. That would be a natural twenty. Okay. You do double damage. You, you know our improved rule: full damage plus roll damage. That's fucking personal the way there. Th that that that's a personal hit now. <laughs> yeah, it is. Wait, um, math. I can't do this. <laughs> Improve critical. It is 8 plus 7, 15 plus 6, 9, 21. <laughs> yeah, I can do math. Is, is there anything else to that? No. Okay, so you put him into negative 12. HP and you you go for a swipe across his chest and while you you didn't expect that reaction from him he's now going to do but he he turns around and you slice off his right arm clean and he just falls to the ground bleeding out all right and, and as you look up you see the others at least the two that are coming for you kind of shocked and startled by this but then being reassured by their leader behind them saying doesn't matter you have one goal stop them but and in the moment of shock yes. i would like to advance towards one of the two still coming for me and use my action search and attack again oh okay yeah you can advance forward and go for one of them. That would oh. be a 17 to hit. Also hits. For another 10 slashing damage. Ah, Seradian is really fucking scary now. No, I'm fucking scared. Aiden <laughs> is really fucking scary. I'm, I'm like, 
what the fuck are the guards here? <laughs> I'd like to go back into focus, please. <laughs> As these two cultists now clash with you, Aiden, right? They both go for hits and they seem to be coordinated with each other. And they go for a hit, for a hit left, left and right. And since they both have pack tactics, so they both go for an hit, a hit with advantage on you. Mm -hmm. The first one is a 16 to hit. Misses. Because I wrote two tens. Ah, oh, And the second one is... That's a 26 to hit. No. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. That's not a 26. That's a 25 to hit. Yeah, yeah, that hits. So yeah. he goes and makes and deals seven slashing damage. Mm-hmm. And five fanatical advantage damage because these are cultists if they have advantage they get extra damage fanatical advantage damage all right yeah, fanatical advantage awesome. gives more damage that, that's a huge fucking hit this leader uh, that's behind the two steps over these benches basically in the direction of seradian he doesn't care for you Aiden. he goes for the archer as you both see a group of another four cultists appear in the big room from the side holding for, for Aiden again a, a girl basically a young woman tied up over one of them's shoulders and they look startled around the room and say what is happening here what is going on and the leader is just on one of the benches standing above everyone says grab your weapons they are trying to stop the ritual leave that girl and they all four start making their way towards you guys while Macy gets basically thrown to the ground there and left there so Macy, I would like you to roll initiative, please. So since you're now in combat. Yes, that's a 13. Seradian, you, it's your turn. What do you do? All right, I basically stop my movement, stay in place again, take deep breath to focus and make a single attack on the leader. And I would like to use a trick shot again to aim for his head. Way better. Uh, 23 to hit. That hits. All right. That's 17. 17 damage. Yeah, I get you. I get 1d10 extra damage for the headshot. Oh, that's that, that's a lot of damage. <laughs> you pull your bow back, relax a bit, take a second, wait for your breath, and shoot. And you shoot him clean right into the throat. He was just about to scream orders at the other cultists that just came into the room. And you basically silence him as he falls to the ground, falling over this bench, crashing into it, and breaking it in the process. Um, what do you do? Yeah, I'm a bit shaken, but I still end my turn there. Okay. Maybe it's your turn. You're tied up. You're with your senses. You you see this giant beam of light you saw from a distance earlier today, right in front of you, basically, in this room. The people that just carried you through the city, threw you to the ground, drew their weapons to go off to fight these two people that they're fighting in this temple. You see two, three, four, another bodies of these red-robed priests, you would assume, killed across this temple area. And you see how in that moment, as you look around, this one cultist that stands on this bench just gets shot through the throat and cough up blood and fall to the ground dead. Okay, um, the four people who brought me here are not looking at me, right? They are, have their backs turned to you and are running towards these two people that are fighting with the others of their kind. It looks like that they are the reinforcements or whatever, or mm -hmm. that they are now catching up to their friends who are fighting these two people that have interrupted. Uh, when they picked me up, did they search me and found my weapon? Um, they did not search you, actually. You still have your weapons. Lovely. Then I would like to kind of... Um, are, are my hands behind my back? Okay. Then I would like to kneel somehow 
and get on my knees so I am able to get a dagger out of my shoe near the ankle and um, cut the ropes uh, with which I'm tied with. Okay, I would just say make an acrobatics check to see if you can draw the dagger, get on your knees and uh, all of that stuff. Uh, that's a 24. That definitely works. So you, you go get on your knees rather quickly, pull the dagger out and just slash open at least the ones around your hands first and then also around your legs. But that's your entire turn, I would say, for yes. this. But you now are on your knees, have your weapons in hand or your weapon in hand and are not tied up anymore. Yes, I would like to stand up if yeah. I'm able to do you, so. We will stand up next round, I would okay. just say, or in the process in the next round. Aiden, it's your turn. You have these two people in front of you. Okay, then I will use... Uh, I would like to try to finish off the one I just hit before. Okay, yeah, you can do that. With a 16 to hit. That does hit, just barely. Okay, for nine slashing damage. He seems rough. Of course. Very, very rough. Yeah. But he's still standing. Okay. Oh, well, he drops to one knee, but he's alive. Mm -hmm. And then I would like to take a deep breath and use my second wind and heal 12 points of damage. Okay. I'll okay, take that. Okay. That brings me back to full. Awesome. Oh, nice. Perfect. It's mm. the cultist's turn once again. And you hear the rushing footsteps of more coming into the big room from where the other one disappeared before. And this time you also see a person in this gray, golden rope and garment and having a mask just like the one in the middle of the beam on their face. It's a little bit different because it's not the same mask, but it's the same type of mask. It seems that the mask is not an exact copy, but it's the same materials and same, uh, there's, there are also still um, ornate carvings on them. It's still a white mask and all of that stuff. And you hear them say something in a language you don't understand. At least I don't think any one of you does understand that language. None of you speak this language that they are just talking to the others in. And, and then they are shouting orders in that language you would assume. Aiden, mm -hmm. as you basically hit this one and heal yourself back up, both of them try to push you away from them. So they both are going for a shove attack against you. So I would just say one of them makes their attack with advantage. So you can make an acrobatics or athletics check to withstand that or to defend against that while they try to shove you five feet away from them with advantage. It's their athletics against your athletics or acrobatics. I will take athletics. That's okay. I got an 18. They got a four with advantage. I hate my life. <laughs> they try to shove you, but don't seem to be able to. So, as those two shove you, there's another one from the right side where Macy is rushing into the corridor of the benches, and three of them are rushing along the side of the temple to basically flank you guys on the entrance side. The five that came through where the other one disappeared before, they are making their way all into the direction of the beam. And you can see that all of them are holding stuff in their hands be it little chests, books, or stacks of paper, parchment, scrolls, weapons, or anything really. It doesn't seem that they want to be fighting. It seems that these four are doing something with objects they found. As that is happening, Seradian, it's your turn again. What do you do? All right. As I've seen, Aiden is very strong combat force, and he is much closer to the beam of light and the new cultists than I am. So... I would like to hit both the cultists in front of him with a heartbreaker to, you know, mm. have his way so that he can get up closer. First, the one on the right. 17 to hit. Uh, 17 hits. That's, oh, 12 damage. Okay. And 
the next one will miss. It's a fucking Twitch. Yeah, no, that doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you move anywhere? Do you, do yeah, you yeah. use I, some I, I would like to move up a little bit closer. Away from the flank again one, right? Uh, yeah, like like to, to the center of the mm. room, to the corridor, yeah. close up to Aiden and the beam of yeah. light. Macy, it's your turn. You're on your feet now. You have your one dagger in hand. You can theoretically also draw a second one. You look around and you see a lot of people in these gray and blue golden armors, clothing, ropes, whatever you want to call it. And two people, one in a chain mail and the other in this ranger clothing. What do you do? They are obviously fighting. Yeah. Um, the, I see the three people going further and further away from me, right? Yeah. Yeah, basically everyone is moving away from you. Yeah, um, I'm since I'm really confused about what has happened. Um, they killed people from this temple. There's a beam of light. They are there are two parties fighting against each other. And the only thing I know is that the people who brought me here want to harm me, or at least think that I'm some sort of evil. And my only way to get away, probably, and find my friend is to yeah somehow fight my way um, out. Mm -hmm. I would like to sneak up to the nearest cultist and slice their Achilles tendon. So um, sneak behind their back, crouch, and then slice through both the Achilles tendons. Yeah, okay. And yeah. then use my cunning action to hide somewhere around below a bench or, mm -hmm. you know, somehow. Okay. So yeah, go for the attacks and then we will do a, uh, then we will take the hide action with a stealth check. Okay. You also get advantage for the first roll because he didn't expect you for the first attack. Okay. So um, with the advantage, mm -hmm. it's a 22 to hit. Yeah. And that makes six damage. Plus your sneak attack theoretically because you have advantage. Um, that is an extra five damage. Okay. So you make 11 damage. Okay. That's still pretty good. So um, you go slash for both the feet for the Achilles tendon and then quickly roll under one of the benches to hide as he falls to the ground because he was not expecting that and both his feet are slashed. Make a, oh. make a self check for the hiding. Um, yes, uh, it's a 13. Okay, good enough, good enough. Aiden, it's your turn. Okay, um, one is looking really rough, right? One of them is looking really, really rough. I would like to hit him with the pommel of my sword, non-lethally, but still hitting him with a 19 to hit. That hits. So would it be unarmed strike damage or... It's just gonna be that he's unconscious now because he had one hit point. Okay, yeah. From the last swing I did, I just bring back the sword, but not with the bladed side, just use the pommel to against his... Um, oh God, was it, what is it called? The temple, I guess? Yeah, it's his temple, yeah. You, you slash from the right to the left of him and then just bring your sword back and go for exactly. just a quick little hit against his head and he falls to the ground unconscious. As this is happening, there's this short second of silence, this weird sensation. You, you don't know what's happening, really. But as you guys are fighting with these people who came in here, slaughtered the priests and um, clerics of this temple, took something from their back rooms and is now fighting you guys, defending this giant blue beam of light with white mask in the middle. You all hear this bone grinding, eardrum rupturing, echoing roar that could break mountains apart. All the people you are fighting, stop for a second. They all look up to the east as they've achieved their goals. Their leader, the person with the mask, shouts, it's not over yet. We need to stay strong. 
But the end is nigh, my brothers and sisters. Be ready for victory. It's just a matter of time now. Shortly after you hear this speech, or this short rally of their troops, you feel the rumbling of the ground in unusual patterns, as if something is stomping towards you. You hear outside the temple screaming civilians fleeing. You see a dark shadow from the east side loom over the stained glass windows of the temple. You hear the crumbling of the roof above you, caving in and big chunks of debris falling left and right to you. Another low gurgling roar or scream. You see these huge claws the size of buildings break the ceiling apart and walls with such an ease to it. You see this cross-shaped hammerhead with eight eyes and the round tooth-lined mouth protruding gases that emit such a cyan glow. The creature, nay, Titan, must be way over 150 meters high. The arms and upper body is plated with these wall-thick platings that could probably dust off a cannonball. You see a mixed reaction on the faces of the people you've been fighting. They are scared, but there's a faint hint of relief and zealous joy. The leader with the white mask says, Our mission is complete, O oh great destroyer. Devour and flatten to your heart's desire. May you bless this forsaken land. As this titan of a monster caves in the wall to the east side, it pulls its massive leg up. It's literally the size of buildings, of a building block forward into the temple area. As you see, all of the different cultists' reaction to this, several of them make their way for their leader, which is now standing right next to the beam of light. Aiden, the one in front of you, tries to pull his friend away from you. I would like to stop him pulling him away. Okay, how do you do that? Either hacking at the arm of the one pulling. Yeah. I'm gonna do that. Okay. And that would be a nine, uh, 21 to hit. Okay, you would hit him. That would be 11 points of slashing damage. That is not enough to kill him. So he leaves his friend behind, but stumbles away from you. I would say that also was your opportunity attack and you can't hit him a second time now. Yeah. But he stumbles for the leader. As the leader and the eight cultists that are standing right next to them the leader looks at you and and looks around, searching for something or someone, and then just says, Farewell, I am sure we will meet again. As they pull out this weird device, this round object, click a button on it, and you see this huge, giant, blue and black portal opening up that engulfs all of them, and then in a split second, they are all gone. Ugh. What the fuck is happening? If you liked what you heard and want to tell us about it, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you are listening to this programming. This is a great way to help us out and let us know how you are enjoying the show. I would also like to direct you to look at this episode's show notes as to where you can find us on the internet and social media and all kinds of extra information about Titan's Call and Double DM. And at last, we would like to thank the people that have helped us make Titan's Call possible. 
like the screwdriver who composed our phenomenal intro song, or the people who provided us with the background music for this episode, who will all be attributed in the description below. This was Titan's Call, and we hope to see you next time. Goodbye.